And we're back with Tales from the Boom Boom Room. With Stu. And Lou. Jabronovich. My brother Lou and I, we were proud employees of the Boom Boom Room from 1955 to 1981. 26 long years we spent there grinding it out. It's all thanks to Larry Z. That's right, Mr. Larry Z, owner of Z's Corner Bar and Dartery, as well as president of God. The Guild of Dishwashers. Thank you, Larry. Thank you uh, to the unions. Support your unions. Larry Z, God rest his soul. He's dead. As is, uh, well, most everyone we're talking about in these tales from the Boom Boom Room. Yeah, we might have changed some of the places, and we may have changed some of the names. That's right. That's right, Lou. Couldn't have said it any better than, yeah. (laughs) We scrubbed the dishes of the rich and famous, sometimes infamous, at the top-rated lounge in the Tri-County area, the Boom Boom Room. That's right, Lou. Might have caught a hot plate or two. A lot of good times we had there at the Boom Boom Room. Oh, say it again, Lou. (laughs) Great, great times we had at the Bobo. Bo. I do remember the time I got promoted. Do you remember that? Still? Oh my God, this story. This is a great story. I got to serve Jackie Crandall his famous shrimp cocktail at 10 p.m. Yes, Lou, you did, but you weren't promoted, Lou. Ways I remember it was April Peppers went home sick. You had to fill in, Lou. Yeah. That's but it, was, it, Lou. But it was you. This story, gee. Bugsy Green and me, and he chose me. Lou. I'm happy in the dish room. I'm, I'm delighted among the suds, Lou. You okay. saw something in me. Right, okay, all right. I go through the night. Aces. Well, Lou, you hear that? It's, uh, it seems like our story's about to come to an end this week. Oh, boy. Cops are here. You told me this place wasn't bugged. I cleaned it five times, Lou. What more do you want? I wasn't saying looking for bugs. I'm saying looking for recording devices. Oh, God damn. Didn't you see me walking around with the can of Raid, Lou? Oh, oh boy. Uh, different kind of raid going on. Jeez, oh, right, get, get your hand off me. Oh, all right, well, at least let us wrap this up. Somebody call our mom. Well, I guess that does it for this week's Tales from the Boom Boom Broom. We will be spending the night at County. So long. So tune in next week when we will have Charles the Clam Cunningham on to tell his story. The Clam. Also, Dish Room Boy. He knew where it was. Thanks to Larry Z and thanks to God, the Gilda Dishwasher. Sayonara, cha-cha-cha. Hey, get your hands off me. Oh, looks like uh, looks like we'll be taking over for the uh, yeah the brothers the brothers Stu Jabronsky. And Lou. Uh, yeah, yeah well, JBB's big dip episode episode what? This is episode seven. This is episode seven. This is the last Jedi of no. This is sorry. This is the Force Awakens of JBB's big dip. How terrible! Yeah, sorry, sorry uh, to our guest. Yeah, we're just getting our foothold here. We're trying to do something, mm. just like uh, our our it, guest. We're doing it, just like our guest coming up. Yeah, we talked to very funny comedian by the name of Zach Deach. Yeah, we saw him the other night. Uh, he was hosting Jeremiah Watkins' show from uh, Kill Tony in Buffalo. It was pretty cool that night. Yeah, Zach is a uh, lived in Buffalo, grew up in Buffalo, and. Uh, did stand up here for I believe a couple years and then moved to Chicago, doing the uh, the clubs and the DIY events and whatever whatever he can. He gave get up into. his musical dream. Yeah, and he went to go be funny in Chicago. Lost a gal along the way, but 
yeah, we had a, we had a really good time talking to Zach, and um, hopefully he uh, comes back to Buffalo to make well, us laugh again. Yeah, and follow your dreams. Let your mom in on the joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, our listeners should uh, we would urge you to check out Zach. Uh, Follow him on social media uh, at Zach Deitch. That's uh, Z A C H D I E T S C H. And uh, look for his podcast coming in early 2025. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be great. And we'll, we'll put his uh, his upcoming appearances uh, in our story or something, just so you guys can know about him. And uh, yeah, if anyone living, if we have any listeners in Chicago, what's up? Shout out to Chicago. Yeah. Shout out to the Pie Hole. <laughs> Go get that pie hole in Boys Town. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, ch- check out Zach if you get a chance. If you're in Chicago or uh, if you, whenever he's in town, b- back in Buffalo, check him out. Sayonara, cha cha cha. You guys are fun. My parents are divorced, which is probably why I'm up here. <laughs> I. Um, it's cool though. At some point, like having divorced parents when you're an adult is fine because at some point you've realized that your divorced parents are just two people who are so different from each other, hate each other so much they can't be in the same room together anymore, and you are both of them. So what could possibly go wrong when you are incompatible biologically with yourself? What could possibly go wrong? Yes, please. Yes, call him. Ooh. That's a hot one. Hot mic. Hello? Zach, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm good. Um, good. Just hanging out. Yeah? What's up with you guys? Nothing, man. We uh, we saw you the other night in Buffalo, and wow. Yeah, that was great. Oh, you guys were at the, um, the one Jer- of the Helium shows with yeah, Jeremiah? Yeah, the, uh, I forgot which one it was. The 7 o'clock Saturday, I think it was, maybe? Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, that was a great night. It was a great night, and I don't. Neither of us have seen you, have seen you before. Um, so that was a that was a pleasant surprise. How did that come about for you? That the uh, obviously you're you're in Chicago now, but how did you end up coming back to do to host the show? Uh, so I'm from Buffalo originally, mm. and uh, Helium is obviously the only local comedy club there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they've been really cool to me. I mean, basically, I started doing the open mic almost five years ago there and um they eventually started booking me more and more and you know now it's to the point where they let me come host weekends you know a couple times a year and um it's been a lot of fun so yeah i just i hit up the club and said when can i come home and they offered up the jeremiah Watkins weekend and i was like hell yeah let's do it so it's just been kind of a gradual process uh working that club but i mean it's it's ultimately because i'm from there and they've been really cool 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 but like uh, five years ago that crowd was not like it was that night i felt like i was in a different place yeah i mean it's i'm sure it's gotten better and better i remember going to shows there when it first opened i think i saw mike berbiglia there like one of their first weekends and it was before he was even like famous and yeah i mean it's it's definitely ramped up and up um over the course of the last however long they've been open five six years something like that maybe a little longer yeah yeah, because uh, even with like going to a concert or something, you know that you never know. Sometimes the crowds in Buffalo are a little; it can be a little cold or whatever it is, disinterested or 
hard to please. Like we were talking earlier, we saw obviously this was a, a different venue, but we saw Chris D'Elia maybe a couple of years ago at UB, and uh, obviously a much it was a real big room, but it was real tough. I mean, he eventually kind of like stopped at one point and was like, "What's you know like are you guys?" He's like, all right, you're not big clappers, all right, or like whatever it was. Like we, everyone just yeah. seemed a little like slow, I guess, or I don't know what it was. But the other night at Helium, it was the opposite. You know, it was like everyone was really into it. And Jeremiah is like coming up, obviously, and he's like getting a name for himself. But it wasn't, you know, he's not. I don't know how many people in that room knew were there to see him or just there because it was a comedy show or, or what, you know. But it was yeah. It was I mean, a great, he's great night. super funny. He's mm-hmm. super funny, but he's not really famous yet. So mm-hmm. I think. I think a decent chunk of the crowd is just people who wanted to go see a show. Right. Um, right. Which is, it's an interesting type of crowd because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes you get a crowd that's like specifically comedy nerds Mm -hmm. and that's one type of crowd. And then you get people that are just like, Hey, this is our one night a year that we're going to go watch a comedy show. Let's see what it's like. And um, so yeah, you never really know what you're going to get, but they were cool. I mean, yeah, the audiences all weekend were fun. That's awesome. What do, what kind of audience, audiences do you guys get in Chicago? I mean, um, it it really depends on the club. Um, mm-hmm. There's like there's a club downtown called Comedy Bar that is almost exclusively tourists, okay. um, which is weird because <laughs> they basically they Google like what to do near my hotel tonight. Where's the funnies? And, yeah. <laughs> right. Like something to do in Chicago tonight. So that's one type of crowd. And then if you do like zanies, it's like a hardcore like comedy audience that's like they know where to go and they're like super into it. So and, and there's everything in between. There's all different types of rooms in, in Chicago. But um, yeah, it's just such a big city that it, it varies a lot. Right. Right. Now, do you do you prefer like the challenge of a room of maybe tourists or or do you just enjoy like knowing you're in a room full of comedy nerds, you can kind of do your thing and kind of go, go take it as far as you, as you want. I prefer for it to go very well. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, that was kind of a, uh, a softball. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's, I guess like I'm new technically, like I'm five years in and mm-hmm. or a little less than that. Like that's pretty green still for a comic. So like, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but, um, <laughs> I guess as a as a newer comic like yeah I do like the challenge of like trying to get them on board um figuring out how to do that figuring out where I'm going wrong um which is essentially every audience when you're not famous but um no I I mean I love a comedy crowd like I got to open for Kyle Kinane a few years ago at Helium and you could tell they were just like elite comedy nerds that Uh were just like super appreciative of any joke whatsoever super fun crowds but i mean i i don't care man i just i'm at the stage where like i just want stage time i don't care who it is for sure yeah yeah like i i, I always say we did a little st- stand up in buffalo and i just thought it was so tough to not go anywhere you were like trying to work out a set like moving around and having more clubs like obviously does that helps you right because you're getting different audiences every night yeah yeah not only clubs i mean chicago the actual city of Chicago really only has like three comedy clubs. Um, so the rest of the scene is like largely DIY independently run shows in bars and, and theaters and stuff like that, like little theaters. Mm-hmm. So it really, it even depends on like the neighborhood. Like there's, there's like college types of, of, of rooms and then there's like hipster rooms and, um, and then there's like club audiences and they're all totally different. And, and you can totally tell, like you can, 
get away with different things. Yeah, and, you could go and be whoever the fuck you want. Like, you go to Boston and you just act like a fucking asshole, and they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> yeah, it just depends on the room. But, yeah, there's there's all types of variety here, uh, club and otherwise. So it's been cool. I mean, that's why I came here, um, just knowing that it would be a larger pool of comics, um, you know, and there's so many comics here. Like, I've been here for three years, and I have not met every comic that that – works in the city wow, like it's, yeah. it's a lot of people yeah so yeah i mean that's why i came here it's it's super diverse and uh it's challenging and super competitive but it's um been educational for sure is yeah. that your only job is that what you do a comedian <laughs> uh i mean i'm currently in between real jobs so yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I hate that i hate that term you know i hate uh, the real job term oh i mean i need one I, I, yeah I have, right <laughs> I by no means am a full-time stand-up comic, but I, I mean, the joke is that right now I am because I don't have a real job. Um, so yeah, I make, I make like a hundred dollars a year. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. No, but yeah, no, that's absolutely not my only job. I, I, uh, I typically work in sales for like various tech startups. I'm just in between right now. Okay. Yeah. So Chicago is probably a, a better fit for that kind of work as well. Yeah, for sure. There's a ton of jobs. Now, when you when you started uh, here in Buffalo, obviously you mentioned doing performing at Helium. What kind of other things were popping up? Just where were the open mics, and who were who were you? Who uh, were the comedians? Yeah, who were you looking up to, or who was around that was kind of like, yeah, that you admired? Oh man, so it's largely guys that don't live there anymore. Okay. Um, basically, all the guys I looked up to moved, and then I moved. Um, mm-hmm. Not. Not all of them, but like Clayton Williams. I don't know if you guys remember him. Mm. Um, he lives in New York City now. John Shuda, same thing. Oh, yeah, in yeah. New York City. I grew up across the street from John. Oh, you know Shuda. Great guy. Yeah, well, I know his uh, older siblings, I guess. But uh, but yeah, as a kid, I always you know, would see him. But yeah, anyways, yeah. Yeah, he's a good South Buffalo boy. Definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, Clayton Williams, John Shuda, uh, Kyle Turner, Sean Murphy, um, Rick Matthews, who actually still lives there, okay, um, actually had an album come out about a year ago that you can listen to on Spotify called "This Is Where I Leave You." It's really good. Awesome. Or no, this is where I lose you. Okay, um, that makes more sense. But <laughs> but yeah, there's like a handful of really good comics that started in Buffalo, and they're all in New York now. And I don't know. I went to Chicago instead, thinking like I'm not ready to go to New York, mm-hmm. um, which is maybe true. I don't really know. I just saw Chicago as so much more like affordable. Like I thought I would go to New York and just die the first year. Right. right. Um, <laughs> plus I was so new at comedy when I moved, I, I, I moved here when I was only like a year and a half in. Um, but I was also like 29. Okay. So I, I felt like I'm old to just be starting doing this, but I like, I should do something. So I came to Chicago, but yeah. Um, anyway, there's a ton of dudes from Buffalo that I look up to and still do. Yeah, like the more notable ones that I see a lot now are like Josh Potter and uh, what? Um, what's the guy from Adult Swim? Mm. Joe Para. Joe Para. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So actually, yeah. actually, both of those guys. I can't believe I forgot to mention Potter. Um, yeah, I came up like Potter was like super cool to me, like instantly. Which is, I only say that because uh, comedy can be very clicky. Um, like it's super high school. So like, if you show up and you have jokes and you're brand new and you're taking it seriously. People won't talk to you for the first like because <laughs> you're a threat for the first maybe? like year. Yeah. 
Um, and Potter was just super cool to me, like right out of the gates, just super nice dude. We did a ton of shows together and then he got picked up. Um, Tom Segura oh, yeah, uh, yeah. started headlining, was headlining Helium and Potter was the feature and Segura apparently just liked him and was like, hey, come, you know, work on the road with me. And then that kind of ramped up from there. And now Potter lives in LA and like is a regular on Segura's podcast. And right, blah, blah, your mom's blah. house, yeah. I think I forgot about Potter because I don't even think of him as a Buffalo comic anymore because he's been in L.A. for a while and he's like successful now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's. But uh, yeah, he's, he's a great have, dude. We have a uh, Jimmy Kurtzel that is at the edge and he's he does a lot of stuff at Helium. Yeah, yeah. dude. Um, I've done edge comedy a couple times with him. Um, you know, edge comedy night, they do it like once a month or something there. Yeah. They'll do it on a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, really good show. And uh, yeah, Jimmy's an awesome dude. When you were, uh, this is kind of a, a little uh, detour here, or a uh, whatever, off topic a little bit, but were you in bands when you were in Buffalo? When I was, when we were seeing you, you looked really familiar, but from a music standpoint, yeah. I guess, like, I was like, I, I feel like I've seen this dude fronting a band before, and I don't know. Yeah, I've been, I was in, like, punk and hardcore and ska bands kind of my whole high school experience and then um after that most recently i was in a band called rust belt lights which uh we were together for like six years put out a couple records went on tour in the u.s and canada a decent amount um that was probably from 2009 to 2015 okay all right so it could be from that definitely yeah i don't yeah i don't know if i if i had seen you guys or i wasn't you know mark and i were in a band and i was in bands previous to that and uh i don't know if we probably didn't play shows together necessarily but just being in buffalo bands it's small enough where oh. what band were you in uh, uh let's see <laughs> sleeping <laughs> kings of iona uh and then wooden waves after that and then wait uh, what was the first one you said uh sleeping kings of iona okay um, that sounds familiar there's yeah. like a million but then wooden waves was like after uh, iona and then mark and i were in a band called icaru uh about started about 10 years ago but yeah we got jobs that sort of ended everything yeah all, ended all that shit so we're contractually dedicated to the city of buffalo and that's like the point of our podcast is like we we just can't leave so let's do something we're just like <laughs> hanging on being like yeah maybe we'll play a show here but like or go do a stand-up act here but like you can't do it any more than that because all your friends will come see you and then you're not going anywhere I'm not going down the road to do an act you know yeah, you can if you want to. I mean, I don't know. That was that was my whole thing. Like, that was kind of why. So I felt like I didn't start stand-up till I was 26 years old, which doesn't sound old, but that's kind of old to start stand-up if you're taking it seriously. Um, not that there's, not that it matters, but like, it's a little older than, I'm just comparing myself to Dave Chappelle, which is obviously <laughs> reasonable. No, I mean, I'm kidding, but like, you hear about these dudes that are amazing now that started when they were like 15, and it's like, oh shit. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I started when I was 26, and then like a couple years went by, and I was like, okay, I'm either going to like do this and like rip the band aid off and like figure it out, or I'm going to do the other thing, which also would have been fine, which is like, all right, I'm going to stay in Buffalo and just kind of like continue living my life. Mm hmm. Um, and like, I even had a girlfriend at the time and I was like, yo, a year from now I'm going to move to Chicago. And she was like, okay. And she like, didn't believe me. <laughs> and sure, I Zach. was like, you, okay. I was like, you should come, like, you should totally come with me. And she's like, all right, we'll see what happens. And then a year went by and I found a job and got an apartment and moved to Chicago. Mm -hmm. 
And then she was like, oh, fuck. Well, you were, um, you were serious. It's huh? like, you were kidding? Yeah. <laughs> right. And then she visited me here one time, uh, resented it so much, and then broke up with me after oh, that. man. But, like, my point is, things do, like, things get in the way, and you just have to, like, make a decision. And, like, I could have just stayed in Buffalo, and that would have been cool, too. But there was just something where, like, I was just like, I got to get the fuck out of here. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Buffalo is also great, though. Buffalo's gotten so much cooler. Well, yeah, that, right, right. That, I think that's like a, another thing, too, for like a comedian on the road in like our social media type things. Like they're just so stupid. Everybody just thinks Buffalo's like fuck boy, you know, smash your face off stuff. Like when you go into <laughs> some place, you don't have to act like you're from anywhere else. You're like, yeah, I'm from Buffalo. They're like, this guy parties. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and it's like there's an element of truth to that. Like it is a fucking party city for sure. <laughs> right, right. But it's also like becoming a legitimately like cool i mean it has been cool for a long time but it's it's also becoming like known that it's cool Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's funny like here all people say when i say i'm from buffalo they're like bill's mafia yeah Yeah, yeah. right and i'm like yep that's me i quick get this dude a table (laughs) yeah Yeah. get this kid a beer because he's dying of thirst over here gonna definitely butt chug it exactly yeah what, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I miss it, dude. It's it's really a treat to come back when I get to. I genuinely love it there more now that I don't live there. Sure. Yeah, that's uh, it's usually the way it goes. Where, where in Chicago are you? Uh, is home? Where, where, where are you living? I live in what is known as East Humboldt Park. Okay. Um, which is sort of sort of on the border of Wicker Park. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know the lay of the land at all, I'm like kind of near the Blue Line. Okay, yeah, my my uh, wife, she lived there. Uh, I think she lived in Wicker Park at one point. But uh, I gotta ask another uh, Chicago question: Are you are you a fan of the CBA? Are you a fan of the Chicago Bagel Authority? Oh yeah, dude. Right. All right. I didn't okay. know it by the acronym. <laughs> um, You're not cool yet. Yeah. <laughs> <You're not anyway. laughs> um. Yeah. There's one right by the Belmont red line stop yeah yeah I've been, um I've been that one and it's yeah it's amazing dude the right. sandwiches are insane i it's try really to tell good. people and they're like are there bagel sandwiches i'm like yeah but you don't understand there's like i mean it's, it's such a giant menu and you know it just kind of puts any other bagel sandwich place that i've ever been to to shame it's really i'm glad you reminded me of that because like i <laughs> haven't thought about that in probably a year I, dude, yeah. I don't live over there anymore so i don't really see it but mm-hmm. i should definitely grab one of those Hell yeah. And, and, but yeah, I love that. And we hate to be fucking basic and talk about pizza, you know, but I mean, I'm, I'm not even like a huge fan of like Buffalo pizza. Maybe it's because I don't get oh, it, but like fuck? I, I fucking love Chicago pizza. So I like deep dish, but I don't even think of that as like, I don't think of that as like a pizza option. Like it's, I feel like it's deep lasagna? dish is its own thing. Mm-hmm. It's just its own thing. It's right, deep dish right. pizza in Chicago. It's its own thing. Like when you hang out with people who live in Chicago and someone goes, let's grab a pizza. No one is talking about deep dish. <laughs> really? Like that's like, yeah, that's like a, it's a special thing. Usually reserved for when people visit, honestly. Is that like going to anchor um, bar for wings here in Buffalo? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, I mean, it's really good. Like I'm not gonna, I, it's, I like it, but I, I would prefer a traditional slice of pizza. I honestly, I think Buffalo's pizza is better for the most part than what they have to offer here. As mm. far as like traditional slices of pizza, I, they don't really do it the same. Like Buffalo 
pizza like Lenovo or like a Picasso's. Oh yeah. 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 It's like, it's like doughy and like, they don't really do it that way here. I, th- I mean, you could probably get it somewhere, but generally it's like thin crust or deep dish. And that's kind of it. Well, ah, well that's okay. our altitude. We have like a weird altitude where bread rises different here. That's why. I, oh, uh, is that why? There's another reason. Yeah. Science. But like, I, I always just go back to Uno. Like we used to have one in the mall here. Oh, I forgot about that. Shit. Yeah. So like when that's I think, a Chicago yeah. chain, right? More, you know, I think probably the, uh, it's Uno. Is yeah. It? I don't know. I, I don't know if there's like an original Uno that you can visit here or not, but I, I think it is like a Chicago <laughs> thing. Yeah. When I, when I was visiting my uh, buddy, Steve Galbraith, who lives in Chicago, uh, he lived in boys town at, at this one time I was visiting him and there was at the corner of his street. I thought this was great being that it was in boys town. There was a uh, pizza place at the corner of a street called the pie hole. And I thought that was uh. like the most genius thing. And <laughs> I, I regret that was my regret not going there to get some pizza, but it seems like you're you're awfully busy uh doing the, you know going to clubs at night what's uh where can people see you in chicago on a nightly basis um, or what's kind of what's your schedule like i mean i don't really have a schedule but it's like i don't know when this airs but like this friday i'm gonna be at zany's in rosemont um for two shows actually this friday meaning tomorrow okay um but yeah i don't know i've got a bunch of a bunch of shows coming up they're all on my instagram if people want to check that What's out your but, instagram uh, it's just my name zach deach okay yeah. um but yeah dude i mean like i said i'm at the stage where i'm just trying to do as many shows as possible anywhere so mm-hmm. i don't have like a i'm not like a club regular i don't have like a normal schedule i just try to do as many shows as possible and sure uh when is your podcast coming out <laughs> <laughs> um I guess when I have something to say. <laughs> oh no, no. Yeah, do you think that you have to be somebody first? Is that like the the rule? Is it, I I don't know. I don't know the rules. Like I just see like every comedian now is like, ah, I'll just do this free thing. Just- Dude, whatever rules people think there are in comedy, it seems to be there's a lot of perceived rules that do, actually do not matter. Um, you know, like you should be X number of years in before you move to this place. Mm. Uh, you should be blah, blah, blah before you do X, Y, Z. And I don't think any of it's real. Like, like with your specific question, like, should you be somebody before you start a podcast? That is my instinct. But like, no, of course, that's not true. One of the most popular podcasts in comedy right now, it's these three dudes in New York City who are like famous now and like making money now from their podcast, which is literally called come town (laughs) and it's three dudes that are all comics just dicking around and being funny and it became like super popular and i think is like monetized now and now these dudes like headline clubs and it's like i i think their podcast was i could be wrong about this but i'm pretty sure the podcast is the thing that made them popular that's amazing yeah so it doesn't matter what you do there's no like right it's the wild west out here dude it doesn't matter yeah because i look at like the kill tony thing and i always sometimes i'm like this this is a great cop-out for comedians like I, i i mean maybe i'm thinking of it the wrong way but i'm like some of these guys never have to be funny again they're just on this cool thing that's just happening yeah, I mean, but like Tony Hinchcliffe was a a yeah, sizable oh, yeah. figure oh, in definitely. comedy before that, and he right. still like does stand up. But yeah, I mean, you could just do a podcast if you're that popular. That's for sure. It's a, I mean, look at yeah. Rogan, dude. Like, like Joe Rogan's podcast 
I don't know how YouTube monetization works, but that shit has to make so much oh, money. Oh my god! Yeah. And, yeah, and then he also still does stand up like five nights a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, which I don't know. This is crazy. Yeah, I was like, uh, I actually, he had Bill Maher on recently, and he was so surprised that Bill Maher doesn't go to clubs anymore, and and like, and Bill Maher was so surprised that Joe goes to clubs every night, and he's like, how do you not, you know, how do you not do that? That's like church, you know. That, I think that's how we put it. You know, that's like. His, and Bill Maher was like, I don't ah. go to church. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he tried showing Bill Maher the uh, Kyle Dunnigan impression of him, and he just like you, he wouldn't even like entertain it. He wouldn't. He was like, I don't want to see it. Uh, it's like oh. that was my impression of Kyle, Kyle Dunnigan's Dunnigan. impression I got that of vibe. Bill. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> okay, he's so good at it. <laughs> oh, he's great. He's he, oh, the, I think I started. I think Mark probably played the Michael Jackson one for me, like when oh, my, I don't know. He was, oh, he was yeah. like talking about. Uh, I forgot what he said, but he ended with it's, like. Well, he's like he's like the rules. He's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Where he's in he's in he's heaven, in heaven or whatever. Yeah. He's dead, and he's talking. Yeah, mm-hmm. the children. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, I so think good. it's so funny that I mean, I'm, now that you mentioned it, that Bill Maher didn't want to look at that. Right, I know. Like Kyle Dunnigan's impression of it, because like first of all, what your ego can't handle it. Like it's so I, funny. I think that's what it is. Yeah. He's a weirdo, dude. He, I, I don't know. I go back and forth. I'm like a fan, and then I'm like, come on, man. Like, just, yeah. I mean, he's got a same. He's just playing a personality, you know? Yeah. Like, well, like, I'm a fan of him, but he's also definitely an asshole. So it's like oh, both. for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Also, like, you said uh, a guy just put out a comedy album. When you say a co- comedy album, do you say, like, it's like a recording of him doing stand-up? Yeah. So, like... I was actually just having this conversation the other day. You remember in the nineties when, when comedians would do like sketch albums. That's yeah. what I, that's, that's like what our essentially this show is that you're on right now. We just did something really fucking weird. 27 minutes ago that you're going to regret being on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I was listening to Chris rocks, no sex in the champagne room the other day. I don't know if you guys remember that, yeah, but it's a song it. with him doing one-liners over it. Super funny. But then I was like, wait, what is the rest of this album? And it, it's like, <laughs> it's mostly audio sketches with like one or two stand-up pieces like put into it. Mm. Um, but no, the thing I was talking about, Rick Matthews uh, has, it's it's an hour, it's a 45-minute or one-hour recording of him doing one set, like okay. no stand-up. okay. Yeah, because yeah, so it's that that's it's essentially the question is because when I think of a comedy album, I think of like what Sandler did and you know, like where the, it is more sketches and now when I hear like oh can somebody I came fuck out it? Yeah, can I fuck it? Yeah. When I hear people come out with like like an album now and then I listen to it, I'm like, Oh, it's just them doing stand up. Like I don't think that's an album. I don't know. Yeah, to me right. I, Well that's that's all a comedy album is today, but like I, it, no one's doing the, the other thing anymore at all, which Right. I feel right. like if someone did it and it was good, they'd probably do very well with it. I mean, maybe people are doing like musical comedy albums, right? Or like, but yeah, as yeah, far I as guess. the sketch stuff, maybe, I guess not. I don't even know, dude, I don't even know of a musical comic anymore. Bo Burnham did it so perfectly. And Dr. now Dirty. I don't even really. Right. What's up? Dr. Dirty. Who? Uh, John, John Valdi. Bal- well, he's, Baldi, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know him. Oh, check that out. You, he, okay, I will. He was, he's been playing since the seventies. Yeah, he's been around a while, but okay. But newer, yeah, newer guys. I don't know. Well, Pat Cooley, Pat Cooley put out an actual oh, comedy Cooley, album. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, yeah. Well, it's kind of like yeah, a cr- I... Christmas. It was like Christmas comedy. Kind of, there were sketches uh, and a couple couple clips from a, uh, a set. But I'll have to check that out. He's so funny. He it was really, really, really good. Great. Yeah, we saw yeah, him at. Uh, he did a little, a couple sets during the uh, that Ben Mall Walkers. Like it was like their final show. He did a couple sets. It was really just good stuff. He's awesome. Yeah, he's great. We're like we're a little unorganized today. It's a snow day here in Buffalo, Zach. And it, oh yeah, it's. Uh, I think we've softened probably since you've left Buffalo because now they just they canceled school last night and it was raining. Um, and it's kind of like, wait, why? Why are we doing this? And uh, it, it kind of proved to be a, a waste of a snow day. But but, but it also is like usually when you come to Buffalo, people cross their arms and are like, make me laugh. And the last time you were here, everybody was like clapping. I was like, maybe we are soft. We are. We're softening up. We're fucking soft. Yeah. No, we, it's because I'm very funny. That's what happened. <laughs> what the fuck, guys? Absolutely. No, <laughs> you're right. You're right. After we left, we were wondering. We were like, what impression did he do? What yeah, you did, did a quick impression, like, and it was it was, oh, it was uh, fucking hilarious. It's like, what if a robot was southern? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, the way you like uh, delivered it, it was just like. You were coming out. You came out of a joke, and and then it, you just did it really fast, and it was just sort of like, it just hit hit like really well. It was nice. It was it was funny. Yeah, really funny. I don't deserve any credit for that. Um, my friend Tommy Biter, who is a bartender at the Pink, uh, one of my closest buddies, not a comic, said that in conversation, and mm. I was like, dude, can I have that? Like, I never, I never do that. <laughs> Like, I never say something that my friend thought of or that I didn't think of. Like, right. it, and I was just like, dude, you're never going to do stand-up, are you? And he's like, no. I'm like, can I have, it. Yeah. have that? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and it's so stupid. And it's the only That's joke right. I get compliments on, which is devastating <laughs> no. to my ego. <laughs> no, the con- the condom joke was genius. <laughs> oh, thanks. Man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there, there were several moments in your set where it no, was no, like, I, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm joking, but yeah, it's literally him saying beep boop in a southern tone. Uh-huh. Yep. And it's so dumb, but yeah, it's just literally just my buddy Tommy saying that in real life. And I was like, dude. That was great. It kind of <sighs> reminded me of that Mr. Show sketch, the uh the what are yeah. the racist in the future that like Get me a space beer. Yeah, give me another space beer, bleep blop. Or something. <laughs> That's so stupid. That I'll have good, to go though. back and watch that. I haven't seen Mr. Show in a long time. Oh yeah, always, always worth revisiting. Yeah, when they he, did that reboot of it, which is on Netflix, and it's very funny. It was, it was good. Yeah, it was like four episodes, I think, something right, something like that. It was I quick. don't know. It it's, was really yeah. quick, whatever it was. Yeah, it was like one quick run. Yeah. Do you, uh, you have any plans to come back to Buffalo anytime soon, or? No, nothing right now. No. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'll probably come back to Helium in like the summer okay but i don't have anything booked right now the next time i come home will probably just to be like hang out with my mom right okay cool yeah i know but they yeah. just uh they were just announcing some cool shows there so uh oh yeah dude there's yeah. uh they have some heavy hitters coming andrew through. schultz wow. i think is coming in july yeah that'll be good yeah i think joe Mackey is coming through yeah i think that's like super soon maybe like this coming weekend or next weekend or something it, yeah, I he's know it's, so it's funny, dude. He yeah. he might actually be Joe Mackey might be it might be his fault that I do stand up now because oh, yeah, because yeah, like I always love stand up and I always love like Louis and all these like prolific comedians that are like amazing at what they do, Chappelle that are just like long stories and like crazy like in depth 
stories. And it just made me think like, I can't do that. Mm. And then I, and then I remember seeing Joe Mackey who like make no mistake, also extremely good at what he does, but he does these short jokes where I'm like, Oh, you don't have to tell like an in-depth story. You can just tell jokes. Right, Right. And he did it so well that I was like, stupidly like oh maybe i could do some shitty version of that mm-hmm. and uh yeah i saw him on tv at some point like years ago and i was like oh that's like that's an option too like you could just tell these short little jokes yeah i think Mark- which for some reason yeah. seems more possible for my personality for sure yeah like likewise and i think mark and i were just talking about that the other day um i think we were like maybe talking about mark normand or someone who who i think is really good at that like he's He's just got a really great presence, but uh, I think we're, I don't know what we were talking about. He's whizzing through his joke. Oh, he had like five minutes at like the comedy cellar, and I think somebody told him to wrap it up. But it was like the greatest five minutes. It was fucking hilarious, but he's he's really good at that. It just those, those, maybe not as, uh, you know, not as quick, but those shorter hits. I feel like Norman and Joe Mackey and Sam Morrill are all Mm -hmm. kind of on a similar level where they, they do short, jokey jokes but they're so good at it. Um, yeah. Is Joe Mackey, yeah. is he a New York comic? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. I'll have to check that out if it hasn't happened already. I'm not sure. I don't think it's happened yet, but you should definitely go. Cool. Yeah. You were, you were saying that there might be like some rules that like nobody does follow. Like, are there rules that you're like, you should definitely fucking follow? And I'll only say it because of this. Like I went, like I see like, you know, a, a fair amount of comedians, and I noticed recently in Buffalo, I don't know if it's like people being schooled into it, but before anybody even tells a joke, they try and get like crowd reaction. And you're like, ah. It- Again, it's, I, there are perceived rules, but we all have different perceived rules. And I think we all do them differently. Mm-hmm. All I was saying before about like, there are rules you don't have to follow. Like you asked, you know, do you have to be somebody before you start a podcast? It's like, that's more like, you're just going to get in your own head and stop yourself from doing anything. If you think like that all the time. Um, so those are kind of the kind of rules I would say, like not to worry about, but right, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. See, like the podcast thing is weird because uh, like Marin, when Mark Marin started, it wasn't good. Like it just was bad. He did like this five minutes in the beginning that just like didn't work. And it was almost like turn offable. And then like he got better. So it's like, I think just get in front of a microphone and get better at it. Get better at talking to people. Just well, and that's the same with stand up, dude. You just have to do it a million times. Right, right. Yeah, like we're not anybody, you know. And it's just sort of like, <laughs> all right, well, let's just do this. Like, who cares? Like, we're kind of like yeah. we're kind of like waiting for somebody to be like, can you guys tone it back? And we're like, we're getting out there to people. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, I I would rather like any reaction. I mean, if you go back and listen to some episodes. You'd be like cringe your face off, but we did the same thing and we still published it because you know. <laughs> oh like, yeah, you know you just that's gotta also be weird. Yeah, yeah, that's the same with stand up too, dude. I'm so glad that I didn't put videos of me doing stand up for my first like year on YouTube or whatever because it's shit I wouldn't even say out loud now, right, and right. it's mortifying because for some reason that's when you're the most confident to tell your friends to come out <laughs> like when you're new. So like I would have my fucking mom come to like an open mic for the love of God, like, and just watch 20 people bomb and then watch me bomb and it, and using material I would never do now because it's just horrible and mm-hmm. probably like dumb and whatever. But yeah. And for some reason that's when you're so confident. You're like, everybody come see me now, dude. 
like, I don't even tell coworkers that I do stand up. Like I don't tell anybody, like I'll, I'll post that I have shows coming up, but I, I'm certainly not urging my friends to come. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy to me that I would do that when I sucked way more than I do now. I can I can relate. <laughs> like playing music, I've you know yeah I would have a habit of forgetting to tell anybody. Yeah, you but know? if it's you like, could invite your mom there, like you might invite your mom to an open mic. She's like, oh, you know, I really like the comedian. You're like, oh, which one? It's like the one that said the stink finger joke. Yeah. Right. Oh, I mean, to be got the bald grundle joke. You're like you're talking to your mom here, and she's like. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what comedian was that? I was like, oh, the one that shit on his friend? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. And, like, to be fair, my mom's a bad example because she's actually super cool. Like, that's not that mortifying. Like, my mom's super chill. Like, so dude, she doesn't mind stink finger jokes? She's I have this bit that I wrote years ago where I think I have pink eye and my boss says, did somebody fart on your pillow? And I say, no, I've just been eating tons of ass. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom has heard me do this joke for years and then like a week ago i seriously got pink eye oh man oh no and i was talking to my mom like fully seriously like i think i gotta go to the doctor i don't know what to do this is bad and she goes well did somebody fart on your pillow or have you just been eating too much ass <laughs> and this is like my mother a retired music teacher a upstanding member of the community goes to church but That's she awesome. also yeah. had like a conversation with like someone's mom to like some kid and that ran through her head too. <laughs> yeah. She was oh, totally thinking about it every time she hears about pink guy. <laughs> oh yeah. No, she's a genuine fan of comedy. I love it. That's great. That's yeah. Awesome. It's funny. That's cool. Well then it's a good reason to come back to Buffalo, see your mom, do a couple sets. Yeah. Come yeah. live. You, you know, you can come back live on the podcast. We can meet each other, you know, something yeah, about be being cool face to face is different. Yeah. Yeah, the, the talking on the phone is uh, obviously it's it's good, but it's also kind of I think it makes it tough for obvious reasons, you know, cutting sure. cutting each other off. Not that you did, or or not saying that <laughs> happened here, but that's happened before. It's uh, it's always tricky, but but yeah, man, we would uh, whenever you are coming back, we hope you you'll let us know. What else we got, Mark? Anything else to you got ask anything Zach? else? <laughs> anything you want? Yeah, you want to get anything off your chest? Any uh, any griev- grievances you want to? I don't know. Um, no, dude, I know my biological father. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm up to date on my taxes. Everything's good, dude. Okay, all right, cool. Well, that's good. And I, I hope your, your job search goes fine so you can keep doing some comedy. Yeah, you, you had an Thanks, interview dude. yesterday. We, we don't have to get into that, but I hope, I hope everything went well. Uh, I don't know. It was the fifth in a series of five it, it was the fifth round of this same oh, interview shit. process. Jesus, what wow. are you working for the government? It's it's a it's a remote job, so I get why they're being thorough because it's work mm. from home, and I'm never going to meet these people. <laughs> but at this point, I think I've earned the right to ask them like if the job exists. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've talked to different people each time, and they the whole company is remote, so they all like none of them work together. Oh. So I sort of get it, but also like, dude. Wow. You either think I'm capable or you do not. Let's let's move this along. The company picnic is probably fantastic. Maybe you maybe they, <laughs> they keep putting your file in like the hasn't been interviewed yet on accident, and then it's like a new person who's like, hey, better check out this Zach guy. That's it. <laughs> no, I think they're I think they're putting me on the back burner, and they keep interviewing new people, and I'm like the absolute last. <laughs> they're like, this is the guy we'll hire if everybody right, does right. with this skill set. <laughs> 
that's great. Well, man, this has been fun. Uh, yeah, hopefully we see you in Buffalo soon, and hopefully people go out and see you in Chicago, and I hope your podcast goes really well. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, man. I hope it does, too, one so, day. Um, cool. Well, yeah. Next yeah, we'll, time. we'll keep in touch. And, uh, yeah, definitely. Cool. Love yeah, to, nice chatting with on. you guys. Thanks for calling. Absolutely, Zach. Thanks for sorry. taking the time. Yeah, sorry it took so long. Oh, no worries. Anytime. Cool. All right, man. All right, dude. All right. See you. Take it easy, guys. See you, Zach. That's right. That's right, Lou. Could have said it any better than... Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I started talking like Jeff Goldblum. That's all right. <laughs>